Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi everyone, welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. We are your Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone <laughs> of TA News. Yes, people. we are. We are. I think you're going to kick us off and it's not with great news, is it? No, look, I've got to tell you, like reading the news this week, not just across our industry and work and economy, it is shit out there right now. Mm, it mm. is shit. People are blowing people up. Uh, it's just so much doom and gloom. And, well, I'm starting off with doom and gloom, I'll be honest with you. It's just Go not on, fun then. reading the news today. And I've been trying to avoid looking at the news all week, but yeah. now I'm forced to do this. I know. That's not – yeah, it's pretty confronting. It is. It's very, very confronting. And I have confronting and conflicting opinions on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so I'm starting off. On, I was reading Forbes um, and I've got to say the list of redundancies is freaking massive. Especially in the tech sector, right? Oh, my God. It's not just tech now. Oh. But I uh, yesterday they announced that uh, LinkedIn are making redundancies. They have just announced that 668 employees across the company Uh Oh, God. 668. That's 3% of the company's global workforce. So it's going to affect uh, engineering, product, talent, finance. Um, So, yeah, that's where they're gone. But then it's also continuing. Qualtrics is cutting 14% of its workforce, so that's about 780 to address, I love it, internal complexities created by recent growth. Wow. <laughs> but it's, it's just keep going. Like Juniper Networks in San Fran, they're knocking off 440 jobs. Uh, Cisco, they're knocking off approximately 350. But this one, Fortnite maker Epic Games is laying off 16% of its workforce. That's 870 people. Wow. Um, after they said they're spending more money than they earn. Car, and then you throw it in there, like the car manufacturers over in the US, Ford, Chrysler, Jeep and GM of all announcing redundancies as well. We do know, and you and I were discussing this this morning, that a lot of businesses are freezing any um, headcount until after Christmas, which is a lot earlier than... Which we all know is February, March. Yeah, so February, March, the expectation from you and I is that there's going to be a fair bit of demand, um, but how ruined is the market before we get there? This quarter's fucked. Mm. It's absolutely this quarter is going to ruin a lot of businesses because of this um, stay of hiring and uh, the slowdown. And I think it's also going to be seeing a lot more redundancies if people aren't uh, revenue generating and they aren't out there doing anything because you can't tread water if you're not making any money. Yeah. So it's uh, one of those things, unfortunately, that we're going to see more TA people and talent functions lose their jobs between now and Christmas. Mm. No, not good. Hey, um, not – I mean, this is not good news either, but it's not anywhere near as dire. From shortlist, SMEs are struggling to hire people. Look, um, recruitment costs have surged. Oh, I know. Surged for SMEs and not only for SMEs, across the board, according to Employment Heroes' latest State of Recruitment report. They've had more than 500 business leaders contribute to the research. 
75% saying they struggle to compete for talent against larger corporations. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. that They also say that they're dedicating 39 hours per week to hiring activities, including interviewing candidates, seven hours, screening six hours, and testing five hours, the report says. So SMEs are struggling. Obviously, uh, with the pressure from the economy, a lot of SMEs won't have a talent function supporting them. So either hiring managers, executives, or I guess outsourcing to agencies. So cost pressure is real in that area. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's hard out there at the moment. It's real, real tough. But uh, here's a good news pun. Come on. Hooray. Employers with a deliberate strategy for gender equality see stronger results. And this is coming from uh, HR Director magazine. Um, The latest report on gender equality insights uh, series from Bankwest Curtin Economics Centre and the Workplace Gender Equality Agency analysed nearly 4,800 Australian employers to determine the factors are closing the gender pay gaps. According to the report, the leading 25% of employers for improved gender pay equity were able to reduce their gender pay gaps by at least 5.3% percentage points over three years. Like, that's a good... Yeah, that's a great start, isn't it? It's a good start, but that's like over three years. So Mm. we need to get this moving quicker because coming out of um, the UN, they're still saying 108 years until we hit gender pay equity, which I think that is... We used to be around then, Laura? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going backwards in my age. I'll be a fetus. <laughs> Benjamin Button over here. <laughs> okay, from Indeed, and thanks again, Indeed, for being our partner oh, in bringing love the Indeed. scoop every week. It's great. In collaboration with YouGov, Indeed's carried out the most comprehensive study into the current state of well-being of Australian workers. Oh. And they also produced a white paper, Wellness at Work, Navigating the Path to Thriving. And just a couple of key findings, nearly half of all workers, 46%, say they've experienced stress and burnout in their current job. Around one in four workers, so about 26%, state they've experienced imposter syndrome at work. Yeah. 24% of people experience loneliness and isolation in their job. And 42% say their employer treats mental health and well-being as buzzwords and pays only lip service. So we're going to... That sounds about right. Yeah, we're going to put the white paper in the show notes to download. But some of that's um, really interesting. I think we've, we've in the past spoken about imposter syndrome and it's very real because mm. with the expectation of people doing more and taking on more responsibility, um, a lot of people from a mental health capacity or perspective are saying, well, I don't know whether I'm qualified to be but able I to deliver on this. Said that we've spoken about this too, that a lot of people out there, because we're seeing these hiring freezes, which we just mentioned, mm. they're taking on so much more because yes. people aren't backfilling those who are leaving. The burnout is real. We're seeing people... Like, we're at mid-October now. People stopped hiring and were saying freezes until the last month. So this last quarter is just going to see people going into this Christmas holiday absolutely burnt out, absolutely stuffed, and that's going to be across many, many industries. Um, this whole skeleton staff mentality that a lot of uh, leaders are looking at, you, you, your people's well-being is suffering. Yeah, and it doesn't help when – you know, with all of the, the conflict and um, political stuff that's also going around both here and around the world because yep. it doesn't give confidence in business. No. And business confidence is what's going to drive jobs growth. Yep, exactly. And I think at the moment all the politics that's being talked about and all the 
conflict that is happening, it's just, it's adding to stress. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is because I find it quite stressful to open up the newspaper or online, obviously, um, or flick the news on in the morning while I'm cooking breakfast. I find it stressful. Mm. And you and I were at an event uh, and one of the people we spoke to early early on before it started said they're feeling really introverted and just not like mixing with people. And I think a lot of people are feeling that because it's just so, so right. Ugh. One of our colleagues, um, and he just, uh, yeah, he just, I don't want to talk to people. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. Look, and we don't usually do this, but if anyone wants to reach out to either Lauren or I to have a chat or, you know, uh, one of the support lines, make sure you do and get yourself some help because we all know the stresses that people are going through at the moment. It's insane. Mm. It's absolutely insane that people are – God, it's awful. It's been a crack shit year. So let's try to lift the the, um, level of fun, Mm. shall we? I know. (laughs) But anyway, this one's coming out of the HR Director magazine for New Zealand, our brothers and sisters across the ditch. And uh, just want to throw a congratulations into uh, the New Zealand All Blacks there, making it to the semi-final. Good on them. The World Cup there. Well done. I'll be supporting you all the way. (laughs) Uh, Businesses in New Zealand are being urged to come up with policies on generative AI as more employees utilise the emerging tech in the workplace. So employers are being told to establish these policies on AI amid growth use. So uh, the encouragement comes after a recent survey from Perceptive commissioned by Cordia revealed that only 12% of organisations in New Zealand have policies in place for AI. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And a little shameless plug here, next Monday on Tarpod, we're going to have... Um, oh, we are talking AI. Yeah, AI with Hong Lee, so it'll be great. But it just goes to show, because I was at an event last week, where there's a lack of guidance at a governmental level, and I, I feel that the Australian government are sitting back and not giving enough guidance, and they haven't released anything since 2021 on AI, yeah. before ChatGPT hit the hit our markets in October, November last year, mm. and they have just sitting back and waiting to see what happens. And with that sit back and wait till something fuck up mentality, um, then our government comes in and then starts to regulate it and they take it too far like they do most things. So get in front of what's happening out there um, and start regulating yourselves because if you don't, something will go wrong and then the government will come in and F it up. Yeah, the tech is moving way faster than the compliance oh, piece. God, I don't think half of our gov- people in government know what freaking AI is. <laughs> they probably don't. Um, from me, I've got one, another one from Shortlist. One in five Australians are exaggerating on their CVs. Who would have thought? Well, no Who fucking way. Who would have thought? High of you have done a recent survey of more than 1,000 candidates and Interestingly, more than 35% of them said potential employees had relied solely on their resume when looking at their application. Highview's research also shows that more than 20% of candidates admit to exaggerating in their resumes. So, yeah, so on one hand, we're seeing recruiters relying on resumes as the sole source for progressing applications, and then 20% of people lying there. So it's not going to give great results out the back end, but I think... I think, and I reckon you'll agree, recruiters are smart enough now to know or to expect a level of fibbing on a resume. Recruiters, and usually they can get through where they're going with that as well. But I just, I think it's if you're not using your internal talent function or recruitment service of some sort, sometimes 
it is very difficult to see through the bullshit if you're not trained to look for it. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, a resume is a marketing document, a personal marketing of course, document. Of course, you're going to you exaggerate in yourself. Of course, you are. And then, you know, Holy shit. apologize later. <laughs> If you get that's caught. Your, that's your fucking motto on life, buddy. <laughs> Have we got some events? We do. Let's move on to our events. So I am shamelessly plugging Smart Recruiters Hiring Success on Ooh. the 14th of November in Sydney. Uh, it's nearly at capacity. It's going to be at the Art Gallery in New South Wales, of New South Wales, and I cannot wait personally. Mm. I think it's going to be fabulous. But, uh, again, our show notes are going to be long this week because there's a link in the show notes you can go through and click to register to get a Guernsey for that event. But as I said, it is nearly at capacity. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. HR L&D Innovation and Tech Fest at the ICC in Sydney on the 15th and 16th of November. There is a super saver on their website until the end of this week. So if you're planning on going, you might want to do it right now. There's almost 60 speakers already announced, like the Chief Human Capital Officer from NASA, the oh, chief wow. of PNC for the Australian Olympic Committee, Harry's from Bondi Rescue, and a senior work futurist from Atlassian, and the list goes on and on. So there's going to be some real great content coming out of oh, that. Oh, also mm-hmm. for uh, those of our generation, there's a daddo. Is there? Which one? I'm not sure which of the daddos <laughs> is going, but one of them's speaking there. I think he's MC, but there's a daddo. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that'd be great. See, millennials will go, what? <laughs> a dado. Well, Gen Xers have got this. You know what yeah. you know what a dado is. And everyone's going, I hope it's Cameron and he brings Alison Bray with him. <laughs> I think it might be him. I can't remember which dado it was, but there's a dado. So I've been looking forward to that event because it's the first time that you and I have both been to this event. Mm. I've heard some good things out of it in the past. And we are going to be podcasting from yep, there as we well. Uh, and going around with the old roving mic and catching a few people. Uh, but we're gonna do a lot more video this time. Mm. We are yeah. just gonna see our ugly mugs on the on the tally. No, not on the tally, but on your screens. A screen near you. You're an ugly mug. <laughs> All righty. My next one is ATC 2023, Aligned Strategies, Empowered People and Impactful Outcomes. Woo. Yes, that's right. 22nd, 23rd of November uh, this year at Sydney's Lunar Park. And if you haven't got your ticket yet, you'd better bloody hurry, hurry up. up. Yeah. There's less than 100 left. Uh, and to get a $200 discount, use TARPOD200 as your code when checking out and save the You're money wel- for drinks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, the last one I've got today, Melbourne Meetup tomorrow night. And it's a social one. Ooh, on the at, lash. Yeah, on the lash. At the State of Grace, uh, you can sign up via the Melbourne Rec Meetup page, funnily enough, on Meetup. Dot com. Wow, that's revolutionary. It is. Meetup.com. But um, please do attend because these are the areas where you really, really network and maybe those who are looking for the next opportunity just might meet the say, right person. I honestly, they do such a fucking good job. Yeah, they do. They do have some good meetups there. And you're, you're going, aren't you? Yes, I'll be there. You're not coming, so I'll, I'll be no, off I've the leash. I've got a date. I'll be off the leash. I've got a hot date. A hot date? Maybe you should bring your hot date to the meetup. <laughs> Can you imagine me turning up to a Melbourne recruiter meetup with with a date? Oh, you'll probably leave within fifteen minutes. And that that relationship would be over before it began. Oh, look! With all the bad news, at least we've left you with a bit of a laugh um, as we sign off. So, on that note, it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me. So, stay classy, Lightning Ridge. <laughs>